What is up, shit libs? Welcome back to another episode of the Aggressively Okay podcast. I am your uh, neo-lib host, Joseph Salamone, and I am joined by my centrist co-host, um, Adam Sidorius. And I am—I'm uh, actually a shit lib. I'm a—I'm uh, <laughs> a—I'm a hardcore shit lib this week. And uh, mm-hmm. boy, oh boy, do we have a spooky pick this week, Joey? Yes, we do. I—I I would even go as far as to say scary pick mm. mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I would say it might even make you scream ah! <laughs> um so joey we actually didn't have this episode planned over mm-hmm. like a week like we've well, this is a pretty late addition to our uh, october lineup mm-hmm. but joey let me know that he was watching scream for the very first time last week and we were like, we should probably do a Scream episode and like get your mm-hmm. first reactions to all the movies. Like, watch all four of them. Um, and thus, here this episode is, where Joey, he finished the fourth one tonight, like uh, like two seconds before we started the call. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so like it's all he, fresh. <laughs> all fresh in his, uh, his, his little baby mind. And, uh, I mean, Joey, do you want to tell us about your experience seeing Scream for the first time last week? And maybe, uh, what do you think of it? I so I got I went to a, a, a local dollar theater to see Scream. I was the only person in the theater. It was like uh, like 11:30 at night, and it was um. Uh, so should I say what I thought about the first film as well? Yeah, go for it. Uh, it was a delightful, delightful horror movie. Uh, it's such a such a great script, uh, such a fun movie. Uh, it was super cool to see it alone in a theater because it was like in that opening sequence, it was like genuinely tense. And I was like, look, I, I was looking around the theater the whole time. I thought Ghostface was going to pop out and get me. Yeah. Uh, I uh, it's these uh, it's so much fun. And it's uh, it's got some I mean, it, each one of the films has very creative uh, sequences uh, as far as scares go. But uh, just this is such a. You know, and it, it, the thing with these movies, uh, the first Scream in particular, they, they're they're clearly very influential on like the horror that followed it. So it's it's interesting to kind of because I've seen so many parodies of uh, you know, do you like horror movies, uh, whether it be from like scary movie or whatever, just everything in general. So it was really cool to like see, like oh, this is where like this is like the where it originated. This is what they've been. I've seen this so many times to finally see it and have it be good was a really nice experience uh so i really did like the first scream uh very very funny very uh creative very tense uh, a lot of good acting uh, a lot of cu- real cuties i'd like to kiss on the lips you know yeah uh jamie kennedy anybody <laughs> um, so wait did you have any of the killers like spoiled for you before you no and none of the movies i had none of the i had no idea who any of the killers were so so did you uh, we're talking about just the first one for right now so like did you did you predict that it was Billy and Stu or I well I didn't I mean I didn't think it was I thought it was Billy initially or the the boyfriend's Billy correct and Stu yeah, is uh Billy's Stu is, is, yeah. is Shaggy and um yeah, uh they both were great in the movies uh the one kid looks just like Johnny Depp it was like really like kind of spitting image of him and uh uh Shaggy was great I I mean at first I thought it was the boyfriend just because he was you know he was right there and then yeah. I, when he called, uh, when he got the call from, uh, when she was in, he's in jail and then she gets the call from him again, I, I thought it was uh, him on the phone. And then, but like once he was like kind of found innocent and got stabbed, I didn't think it was him. Uh, and I never thought it was uh, Stu. I thought it was going to be, uh, Courtney Cox was going to end up being the murderer. 
Well, I um, I, I the like entire. I think that's what a lot of people think. Like when they watch this movie, like they go back and forth on Billy, mm-hmm. uh, his entire role in the movie, um, because his character. I I told this on uh, Zillow Cannon when we did an episode on it like a few weeks ago, but um, I think the reason why the twist of Billy is so great is because the movie goes out of its way to make it so obvious that it's Billy that by the time it's revealed that's actually Billy, it feels mm-hmm. like. It's almost a subversion because you're like, wait, that because we're tricked to thinking it can't be the most obvious person because movies like to trick us into like the red herring trope. Mm-hmm. But this movie, like, it gives you the red herring, but the red herring actually is the killer, which mm-hmm. hardly ever is the case. It's usually a fake out, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's the that's the fun thing about these movies is just by nature because they're so satirical uh, in nature. This is this is uh, particularly in the first one, and this goes for saying for all of them. Uh, it's one of those things where it's so you're because the the film uh, you know will either pays homage or like blatantly states horror tropes so it's kind of it's such a weird viewing experience because you're like I know what I expect will happen but they'll probably want to subvert it but maybe they're not going to subvert it and just present it generally to be a twist so it's like this kind of this like there's just so many layers going on and like me trying to guess it's like I was playing rock paper scissors with the with the the fucking um the movie the whole time i was trying to predict it and it's just such a hard film to predict because it's just so blatantly uh subversive or not you know yeah and even the parts that aren't subversive they're um genuinely compelling and like mm-hmm. statements on like uh the genre mm-hmm. as a whole and like yeah um so like when i first saw this movie i saw it at the age of uh god i i was like 12 the first time i saw it and I've, I've talked about this on the pod before and just gen- generally on social media that I'm a huge horror fan. You can look at my letterbox and you get that idea. Um, I'll watch pretty much any horror movie and just get a kick out of it. Um, and I don't know why it took me, well, I don't want to say so long because I was still 12 years old when I saw it. But I saw like Halloween and like the Nightmare movies and Friday the 13th at such a young age. Um, granted, usually the TV edited versions, but mm-hmm. I, I still saw them. Uh, and I don't know why it took me so long to get to Scream, because I loved horror so young. And by the time I watched it, I think I'm actually very appreciative that I waited a while to watch it, and I got to see other horror movies first. Because it's kind of like the reverse thing, where you said that you saw a lot of the influence that Scream had on the movies that followed. Mm-hmm. But I didn't, I think, I don't know how much I would have appreciated Scream at such a young age if I didn't watch the movies prior that Scream is so obviously talking about in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, it very clearly, like, because this movie is directed by Wes Craven, and he does mm-hmm. a lot of commentary on even his own movies in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like for example, he even makes a cameo in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's the janitor that's wearing the Freddy Krueger uh, jacket, or mm-hmm. the sweater. And that's really fun, because he directed Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know, like, there's just something about this movie that I, I, I referenced this on the other pot that I did, but I think the thing that I have with this movie is that it was kind of the movie in between, like, watching it as a kid and watching it critically, because it was the first time I've ever watched a movie, and I was like, the screenplay is really good, the direction's really good, like, I never said that as a kid. But when I was watching this movie, I inherently remember, like, I was like, man, I love the script. Like, the dialogue is so good. And then I was kind of, like, awakened. I was like, so wait, movies? Like, people do stuff on movies. Like, there's lighting (laughs) and music. And, like, it's an art form. Like, I think this movie truly showed me that. And, um, I mean, anyone that knows me knows that I love Scream. But um, 
it, it has such a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of the reasons why I think we'll be exploring this pod, because I, it's not only the first movie, like I think the series as a whole, even four, like have an impact on me and uh, my love for horror and mm-hmm. just how I like was brought up with these movies. Um, so like, I mean, you, you brought it up earlier, like uh, the, mm-hmm. Uh, Billy and Stu, uh, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich in this movie, mm-hmm. uh, two incredible performances, right? Like, yeah, really not... kind of, I mean, I know the movie, I know it is a, a horror, it's not necessarily uh, a genre that's looked upon as, I guess, favorably in the Academy Awards, but I thought that, like, I mean, especially near the end of the movie, like, what Stu is doing is, like, not, when he's, like, my mom and dad are gonna be so maybe like that's like yeah. i'm like dude this is like a real like genuinely this is an amazing like comedic performance because it's like it's unsettling because it's kind of it's the it, he really gets the horror comedy the horror com- the, the, basically this is a this is also a stellar horror comedy he really nails every single it's it's scary and it is very funny at the same dark, time and like the dark yeah, comedy yeah. really works yeah mm-hmm. it's uh it's definitely a more impressive i kind of didn't I guess I didn't anticipate it that it would be as much as a, of a horror comedy as it is. And not to say that this is like a laugh out loud, like Seth Rogen movie, because it's not, but it's, uh, it's the elements, uh, the, the comedic, the, when it goes for the joke, it's really funny. And I think that scene is a great example of it kind of towing the line very perfectly because it's, he's covered in blood and he's kind of spitting all over himself. And, you know, there's a, it's a very tense scene, but then it also kind of has just this random over the top moment of, of great humor. I just, I thought, yeah, Stu and, um, what's the other guy's name randy billy <laughs> billy sorry yeah they're both billy's also does a really great job he's uh, he does a he's very unsettling at the end <laughs> well um that i think that's why the comedy works so well in this movie is because it is genuinely funny it's like laugh mm-hmm. out loud funny yeah but it's never in sacrifice of the characters that are already established like they never mm-hmm. they never become cartoons with the laughs it's all like because like the part that makes me laugh every time at the end is like when he like Billy, like it's the phone call from Sydney and he like, he gets really mad and like throws the phone and then he hits Stu with it. It's like, you hit me mm-hmm. with the phone, you dick. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it just, I mean, the dark comedy works really well, but not only at the end, like throughout the entire movie, like it just has a really interesting mm-hmm. tone to it. And I, I don't know if any other horror comedy has ever walked the fine line so perfectly. And mm-hmm. I, I ex- exclude stuff like Shaun of the Dead, because that is obviously more of a comedy than it is in a horror yeah. movie. Um, but this one, it, this just walks the line so precisely that mm-hmm. it never leans too far in either. It's just, it's literally the perfect balance. Like yeah, I don't know. The truth 50-50, I think. Yeah, I, I was about to say that. I don't know what I would refer to this. Like, if somebody asked me, is this a horror movie or a comedy? I'd be like, ah, uh, yes. Well, well that's the thing. Like, <laughs> when someone asked me what Shaun of the Dead is, I'd be like, it's a horror comedy, but it is more of a mm-hmm. comedy. Yeah. Like, you're not going to get scared during Shaun of the Dead, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like, this, like, you'll laugh and be scared in equal measure. Like, genuinely, you will. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest here. Like, seeing this movie made me want to make movies. Like, this is the movie that got me into movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I always liked movies before it, but this is the one that, like, made me want to pursue it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, it's just such a magical movie for me. And I'm just really glad that you liked it because I was, I yeah, was a little I nervous. Really... I was like, oh God, what if he doesn't like it in 2020? Like, what if it doesn't <laughs> hold up? Yeah, I was really nervous too because I was like, if I don't like this, he's going to kill me. But I actually did enjoy it. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't know. Like, I think a lot of people like refer to like uh, Jamie Lee Curtis as like their favorite final girl in movies. Nah, um, Nev Campbell all the way, baby. She is so good in these movies. 
Nev Campbell is my favorite final girl. Uh, Sydney mm-hmm. Prescott is like my favorite horror character of all what, time. That's a, also, what an incredible name for a horror movie character. Sydney Prescott just sounds, it just has a nice ring to it. Great yeah. name for a character. I mean, uh, Gail Weathers, Dewey. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like everything, like all the characters in this movie are like completely well-defined, uh, mm-hmm. exceptionally well-written. And like, I, we'll get to it more later, but like the characters progress very nicely throughout the franchise too, which mm-hmm. is a, it's a big rarity in horror movies that the canon actually fits into like mm-hmm. the, the character progression is cohesive. Because uh, yeah. I mean, I, I actually just watched the Nightmare movies, um, like all of them this past week. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I mean, I've seen some of them before. Uh, some of them I hadn't seen, but there's a point where the final girl from the first movie, Nancy, comes back, and her character arc, if you want to call it that, is I don't dislike the movies that she's in. I actually do. I think the best ones are with her in it, but her arc, quote unquote, is all over the place. Like it's mm-hmm. like it's it's one place and another. Um, and also like even Halloween, which I love 2018's Halloween, but yeah. like. They only did that movie because they fucked her up so much in the other ones. Mm-hmm. Like, she died twice in the original trilogy. Yeah. Like, in the original period. <laughs> like, so it's nice to see a series that actually treats the characters with respect. And each movie, it feels like the other movies are in canon with that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, the, the thing uh, that's really cool, too, is there's so many, like... I, 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 there, it's, it's kind of, it was cause I had never, I didn't know anything about this movie. Uh, I, I really, I, I was a, familiar with the setup of the opening scene and I knew that Ghostface was the killer. Uh, and that was, that's the only thing I knew about the, uh, the film. So it was like, I watching the moment, watching these kind of sequences, it was like so much of it is so kind of instantly iconic. Like I, I use that phrase a lot, instantly iconic. I don't know what I mean when I say that, but it's just, there's so many things where I was like, that's just like a perfect horror moment. Like the, I mean, the opening sequence in this film is like so incredibly well done. And like when she gets stabbed in the windpipe and then she screams for her mom, but she can't like, she's yeah. not saying anything that what the fuck that's like so good that's like that's the shit right there. That is such, that is, there's just, it's and there's so much, honestly. like it's sad. Yeah, it's such a, not, yeah, not to say I'm like, no, I wasn't like, hell yeah, but I was like, that is such a great, like, well-written moment. Like, that is that was clever. That was, like, well, really like, well done. It's one of those horror scenes that, like, no matter how many times you rewatch it, mm-hmm. you feel like she's so close to getting help every time. Yeah. But she just mm-hmm. can't reach the porch. Like, she just yeah. can't do it. And it's just, like, the, the, the scene, is, I think it's, like, ten minutes almost. Like, it, it just escalates so perfectly. So by the mm-hmm. time she dies and she's hanging on the tree. Also, the mom screaming when she sees her body on the tree. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. That scream's, like, engraved in my mind forever. Yeah, that's like, a Laura Palmer scream right there. <laughs> I mean, it's um it, it's it's quite the kill. Like, it, it's really, it's really, I, I don't know, man. Like, I think that um entire opening with um, mm-hmm. Becker slash Drew Barrymore um, just... I think the it's my favorite horror sequence of all time. Um, yeah, it's a I, good one. <laughs> I think it's the best because it, it it like references the genre and it perfectly establishes in the first scene that's aware of other movies. And I think that's why I love this movie because at least as a kid, because at the time I didn't know that other movies could reference movies. Like I I was like that's a thing like movies do that like <laughs> i'm like is this allowed like I, i've never heard another movie reference like um a nightmare on elm street before you know mm-hmm. um and it, it was just really cool to me that that happened um so like i mean the supporting caster is really good too like courtney cox mm-hmm. is great yeah great in this movie uh the guy uh dewey is a great member uh, and then also i mean i know he's like the big 
he's what everybody knows in the movie. But the what's the character's name? The guy who works at the movie store? Oh, Randy. Randy, what a phenomenal character. He is an excellent, excellent character to have. He is such a, this is such, I, I almost wished he was the main character. I thought he was great. Well, I mean, we'll get to it in Scream too, but they're, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I used to love Randy so much as, uh, when I was watching this as a kid, like I, mm-hmm. he, he's really is the like perfect character and mm-hmm. he, he really like adds not only levity, but like heart to the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a nice, like, welcome addition to, like, movie, like, horror movies. Um, because there's always a comedic relief, but, like, not a lot of them are as sincere and developed as Randy is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, yeah, I love his, like, presence in these movies a lot. Um, and even, like, Nev Campbell, too, like, her performance is, like, great as, uh, mm-hmm. like, yeah. throughout all of them, like, even the weaker ones, and I guess you'll just find out which one we're talking about when we get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's really uh she gives a really like gut-wrenching performance in, in some of these movies you know mm-hmm. yeah she's great and I, I even the the lesser films uh she's not she's nowhere near the issue with them yeah no i mean i would even say like i, I think if we're both talking about the weaker movie um she gives maybe the best performance in that movie um because mm-hmm. she's just so good in it um but yeah in this one like you everything that happens with her character like between her mom um and then also the reveal that billy was behind that mm-hmm. holy shit like yeah i did not expect really that part <laughs> it's really dark it's it's mm-hmm. it's really really dark and um i guess also if we want to talk about it like the entire motive that billy and Stu have is like really scary and frightening mm-hmm. like the yeah. whole idea that they were um they were influenced by media but they were like they don't want to like admit it like they're mm-hmm. like uh, they they're kind of going against the war on media and video games and violence, um, and that it's kind of a perfect thing because if you got to remember the context of the times of what just came out, because like um, the the government was really going against violence in media in the '90s, um, because there was also a big surge in like school shootings in the '90s, and mm-hmm. like just violence in general in media and video games were getting more extreme in the '90s. And they were really going against, like, hey, if you guys don't stop, like, our children will be corrupt. And this movie comes out and just, like, a big, like, it, it exactly addresses that. And it's scary, you know? Yeah, I think that was, I mean, yeah, the the, the thing, the all of the, the social commentary elements in the film and kind of, yeah, it's it's just a really well done satire. It's uh, it's kind of a... It's such a, it, it's, it's like 50, 50 on it's, it, you know, it's like, it, it just toes the line so well between it. Cause it, it also, it has all of that great uh, kind of satirical writing. It's very funny. It's very pointed, but then it's also equally as scary. You know, there's so many great sequences in the first film, The when, even with uh, Henry Winkler, when he's uh, in his office alone, yeah. I was like, fucking like, Oh my God, I was biting my nails off. It's, it's great. And then also like that, cause that scene is really scary itself, but also like, when the kids get the phone call about like them hanging the principal from the flag post mm-hmm. uh, um, and they're like, we gotta go see the body before they take it down. Like what the mm-hmm. fuck? Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's so gross. Yeah. I was um, like, good Lord. <laughs> I think it's not my favorite death in the movie. I think that still stands with Casey. Um, mm-hmm. But like the one that makes me go oof every time is, uh, um, Oh, what's her name? Um, uh rose mcgowan's character yes uh the mm-hmm. garage door i I, yeah. I knew the character's name but i couldn't remember her the actress's name um yeah every time she gets squished by the garage door 
Mm-hmm. Every time I watch it, I can't. I have to like look away for a second, like especially yeah. like when it shows like her face smushed in there. Mm-hmm. Oh fuck, dude. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's rough, man. It, it's mm-hmm. a rough kill. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, but I love it too. Is the sequence right before she's kind of? I love that because it's like they always. This movie does a really good job because they almost everybody like almost gets away. Like they all like, and you think she's getting away. You think she's gotten out of it, and then she gets stuck in the door and you're like oh fuck it because he's like passed out incapacitated and she's finally getting away from him and it's just not it's you know she's still in a horror movie <laughs> and, and like another great sequence that i think i really love um is like it's it's a really creative death it's like because um the, the cameraman kenny like mm-hmm. when he's um i like the delay gag like oh that's amazing a, that's so well done. that's a, such a great thing you he's know, like, oh, I don't know. There's like a 30 second delay on the camera, like, mm-hmm. and he's like watching it. Then he turns back around and goes, goes face just like slashes his throat open. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit, what what a scene, man! Like, yeah, <laughs> like the editing there and like, because mm-hmm. he's about to kill Randy and then nope, just kills him. Like, it's so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know, like everything, like and even uh, I think Stu's death is uh, per like with the TV. Uh, perfect. Oh yeah, it's a great great death. I, if I had to deeply analyze it, which I don't think this is even true, but I'm going to say it anyways, uh, the thing that he's influenced by ended up killing him, which is television. I think, I, I think that's, I think you're correct in that. I think that's a nice observation. I wouldn't even say it was, you know, you were kind of being, you were kind of posing it as if it was fake deep, but I'm going to give that a genuine deep stamp here. I mean, I, that it's my, <laughs> like, I like to believe it, mm-hmm. but like, I, I've had people tell me like, Adam, you're on crack. That's too No, much. I think that's really good. <laughs> I thought that was just really nice visual storytelling. And I thought that, I thought you did a, that. No, don't let those people put you down, Adam. You're smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I think all the deaths here are really creative, but they're also simple. Like there, there's nothing yeah. in these like death scenes that are like, I'd say some in some of the sequels there are deaths that are like, eh, that's a bit much. But like yeah. in this one, they're just so perfectly simple that it's and like I think th- they make it more I, scary. That's what I love most about this movie is that it doesn't try to be like, because I mean there is kind of a you know there's a bunch of you, you the worst thing is like when something is too meta you know it's kind of it just gets super obnoxious and this movie never ever ever approaches obnoxious you know it is always it is. It's just very simple, very well. That's what I was kind of those what I was saying, the referring to those kind of just these, these small, perfect moments. Like everything in this movie is just like I was like, it just feels like it's like the best version of the movie. You know, like every decision they made was like the right decision for the better because it's it is it's perfectly simple. It's really well done. It's just a, it's just an incredibly sharp script, you know. I can't imagine them doing anything better than what they did in this movie. Yeah, like I every... agree with you. Like, there's no weak sequence. Like, everything mm-hmm. is kind of perfect, in my opinion, at least. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, in my eyes, I've said this many times, but this is the perfect movie. Like, I, I think this is, like, the perfect... Like, I, I go back and forth between this and Jurassic Park, where I'm like, it's the perfect blockbuster, it's, like, the perfect crowd-pleaser, but it's also, like, completely, like, like just art, like art-driven, you know? Like, it's so... There's a clear vision behind it, and meaning, and like depth, and great performances, and just artistry from you know top to bottom, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I, I think this one is just so perfect, and that's why we keep getting like sequels to it, like Scream Four is kind of the reboot, and then we're getting another reboot next or uh, two years from now mm-hmm. uh, with Scream Five. So like it's clearly, and like so many horror directors even talk about it, they're like Scream influenced me, like that's why I made movies. 
Um, and yet I'm I'm still surprised though that they didn't have more sequels than there are. Like, cause yeah, cause I mean, there's like what, like 18 Friday the 13th. There's like yeah, I just watched nightmare all of them. There's there's a lot of fucking nightmare movies. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm Friday movies. Nightmare Two has like eight or nine, I think. Um, mm-hmm. um, Hellraiser has a lot. Like, yeah, uh, Halloween has. Paranormal Activity has like 20, you know. Okay, we and just I... did that on Zillennial last night, and <laughs> dear fucking god, I <laughs> that movie makes me appreciate Scream so much more. <laughs> I, I mean, Kira likes uh, Paranormal Activity, but I, I, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I, I didn't have nice words to say, but uh, <laughs> Scream, I'll talk about all day. Um, but yeah, even Paranormal Activity has more movies in its series than Scream does. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just, I mean, granted, though, Scream did have a TV series. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, did you know about that? I was aware, yeah, I know, but I didn't, I heard it was not very good, but. Yeah, I watched um, the pilot. I've seen the pilot, like, uh, 20 times. Well, I've tried <laughs> to get through it 20 times, and I just, mm-hmm. I can't do it. It's not, mm-hmm. and I know it has its fans, so if you're listening to this and you like it, you know, I'm, I'm glad you like it. I, I'm not one to take away from what people enjoy, but every time I try to watch it, I just can't get packed past like the tv mtv acting like because i i think every actor in that show is doing a bad job (laughs) i just i can't do it um but i i mean i don't know i think we covered scream one pretty well right um so let's venture into scream two um once again a movie you had not seen prior to like this weekend like you just you just finally watched watched i watched them all this weekend all right um so without uh well, I mean, I, I don't know. What'd you think? Um, I thought Scream 2 was um, really fun. I, I really enjoyed this one, too. Uh, it's uh, they. It's one of those things where I started watching it, and I was like, are they going to be able to pull off, like, the bounce? Like, are they going to pull it off again, or is it going to get old quickly? And it doesn't get old the entire time, and it's just as fun. There's just as many great... That sequence where she's on stage... And the set pieces are falling. That was awesome. Uh, there's a bunch of great characters in it. Um, there's uh, there's some sequences that I was like, we don't need this. But uh, other than that, I is think it Jerry O'Connell a, singing? On yeah, that's what I was talking about. I was like, we don't need this because he's not. <laughs> everyone really knows what you're singing. talking about when you reference it. Like that's that's the everyone's least favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's because yeah. <laughs> I was like, because he, he's not really singing. I don't know, but uh, it's um, it was really good. I liked it a lot. Um, I was. Abs- I mean, not to get uh, lights. I, can I just talk spoilers? Yeah, I mean, yeah, go for it. Fucking heartbroken when my guy got iced out uh, early in the movie. Yes. Um, R.I.P. Randy. I love Dewey and I love I love Dewey and Gale, so I liked seeing them hang. I don't know if that's all, if people don't like them or not. I like Dewey and Gale. Oh, I love them. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, well, I got two things to say about that. Um, like one, I like the trope that Dewey always fake dies in these movies and he always gets back on the stretcher at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, we got a body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, actually, the, the line is, uh, we got a heartbeat, and then it's just like <laughs> every movie they like they carry Dewey away, and that's it's so, so funny. funny um it's a, it became like a gag like mm-hmm. at, a, at a certain point and i think west craven's just like we got to keep doing it we gotta we gotta keep doing it mm-hmm. um and uh but even Ren- one one thing with that what i love about these movies is that they there's when there's a t- they don't draw attention to like everything they're doing you know because like yeah. that's a running gag that they'd never really draw attention it's kind of a side <laughs> it's kind of a behind it's kind of a you know if you're paying attention gag you know and there's just there's so much like that in the film you know like when she's well, on the phone and the first one, she's like, uh, they, why don't they ever leave through the front door? And then she tries to leave through the front door and it's locked. So it's like they really commit to the 
to being kind of deconstructionist. Well, the thing is, like, the first two movies end with, like, a pan up and the credits roll while the footage is still playing. Mm -hmm. And it almost happens, like, a second before the credits roll with Dewey, because it's, like... Because, <laughs> like, especially in the second one, it's, like, it's very, very last minute. It's, like, oh, he's alive. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, like, it happens that... It happens, and then the credits roll. Like, it's, it's almost like an afterthought. And then he's just <laughs> in, the, he's in the third movie, even though he gets stabbed yeah. to death. Um, also, <laughs> like, his fake death is really cool, like, the soundproof room. Yeah, oh it was a great, great sequence. See, talking once again, another one of those just really simple, really well done sequences. Like he's just banging for help, and uh, Gail just can't hear him. It's so mm -hmm. good. Um, and she has to like watch him like quote unquote die, like while the blood yeah. like, falling down the window. Like it's oh my god, it's so good. Mm -hmm. um, and you also brought up Randy, dude. That crushed me when I was a kid. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, like they did my boy like that. Like, <laughs> and Wes Craven expressed uh, regret for killing him off. Later. Yeah, because, I mean, not to, to like, his presence is uh, very much missed in the, in the later films. And even, like, the rest of the movie, I was like, I, I think he's such a kind of great addition to these films. And he's almost kind of, uh, he's, he just brings so much to the films. And I, I was I was very sad to see him go. He He's even better in two than he is in one. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's great in one, but in two, mm -hmm. he kills it. Like, he, he's really great in it. And he's kind of got this budding romance with uh, Nev Campbell the whole time. And I was like, yeah. I'd like to see that developed further. And then it doesn't. And then he gets iced out. Yeah, it's really sad, actually, like, the way it goes down. Mm -hmm. um, I think one of my favorite scenes in this movie is like when he's having uh, he's like at the cafe or whatever with uh, Dewey. And he, mm -hmm. they're talking about because like the thing I love is the running gag about the stab movies mm -hmm. and how quickly <laughs> media is willing to uh, capitalize on real life tragedies. And I mean, it's very apparent by Scream 4 how much they milk the stab franchise, mm -hmm. uh, even past how many Sydney Prescott stories there are. <laughs> um, but in Scream 2, like when they're first they're watching the TV and they're watching a scene like a clip from Stab, that's an actual scene from the first Scream movie, but way more dramatized. Mm -hmm. it, it's so great. Like that. Oh, yeah, those, all those sequences are like really, really fun. <laughs> I, 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 I could write an entire essay on those scenes alone. Like mm -hmm. I love them so much. Um, but like that entire like conversation him and Dewey have about like sequels, it's like uh, it's one of those scenes that could feel very meta, but like in a bad way that you were talking about earlier, mm -hmm. um, with the wrong writer. But it's just sharp, and mm -hmm. this movie is more meta and it doubles down on that aspect of it. But yeah. it never feels like it's too much. Like it just feels just right, like the mm -hmm. first movie. Like it gets closer, I think, to tipping over the edge than the first one does, yeah. but it never does, you know. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, and I th I think. Uh... Um, well, I just completely forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> it's about the whole Sorry. meta aspect. Oh, that. yeah. I was going to say, if that was made... I feel like if these movies were made today, they would be ruined. I don't think they could be made the same way that they were. Because I think the studio would be like, more, more. It'd be like Kylo Ren it, <laughs> you know? Ren, but yeah. I, I think these movies are just the perfect balance of, uh, like, satirical and meta, but also, while also being a good... And what I love, too, is that they don't... They're meta... And then they're also like active, but they're like actively meta because there's nothing worse than when a movie is meta but is still the thing that it is. Like the, I like Deadpool, but my biggest issue with Deadpool is that at the end of the day they're just still generic action movies. Yeah. Um. And these movies are not. Say what you will about this. All. Say what you will about all three of them. None of them. Say what you will about all four of these movies. None of them are generic in any way. Like they're all individually their own thing. Yeah, and I think that's the thing that I like about the franchise. Like, they all very clearly fit into the same canon and series. Mm -hmm. um, but each of them have a distinct, like, reason to be existing. 
like because each one is a statement on some type of genre trope or cliche or um even uh just in general like it, it's just a statement on hollywood sometimes like mm-hmm. uh even aside from horror like it goes to full hollywood by like the third movie you know yeah um and that's what i love about it like it's it, this franchise has like a lot genuinely to say um and i think also like uh like you brought up nev campbell's uh like uh sydney's role in this movie earlier like with the whole play thing like she's really trying to move on in this movie like from the events that happened in the first movie um but it's just it's like even earlier before she knows there's a killing going on uh like a prank caller calls her and has like it's how easily accessible like a ghost face like uh like sound changer is now um it's just like it's kind of funny i mean not funny it's more sad than anything that like she's just trying so hard to get past it but like just people the media uh people on campus just assholes in general just can't let it happen um Mm -hmm. and even like the thing that i love about this movie is like the addition of cotton weary uh leaf shriver's character yeah the guy that she (laughs) i mean she apparently falsely accused him of murdering her mom and yeah, it, he's a big red herring in this movie, like uh, almost mm-hmm. more than Billy was. So mm-hmm. at that point, you're like, well, shit, like him and Derek, uh, Jared Connell's character are like the two big her- red herrings in this movie. And you're like, so are they going to do the same thing from Scream 1? Are they going to make them the killers? Or is it going to be actual someone that I didn't expect? And I love the way, like, Tip goes around those two characters. Like, you're like, who's it going to be? Is it going to be them? Because really, Cotton mm-hmm. has all the reason in the world to want to kill Sydney like yeah he ruined i mean she ruined his life really yeah um but and if she anything won't he, do the gosh darn interview either yeah she won't <laughs> 60 minutes man like yeah, she won't do 60 minutes <laughs> um well speaking of the killers like did you predict these at all um i didn't think it was going to be uh timothy oliphant uh, that's his name right oliphant o- oliphant yeah yeah i didn't think it was going to be him i i was like because Lori Metcalf popped up at the beginning, and I was like, oh, that'd be funny if it was her. And then so I kind of just, like, jokingly was like, she's the killer. And then she ended up being the killer, and I was like, oh, shit. But you didn't, so, did you see it coming in with her being Billy's mom? I, I didn't see that coming. So, but I saw Lori Metcalf coming, but I didn't really see, I jokingly said it, I was like, it'd be funny if it was her, and then it actually ended up being her. So I didn't really see yeah. it coming. <laughs> I did, technically, I did see it coming, but it wasn't in any real way. Well, I, I love her as a killer because she has like a yeah. really compelling uh, reason, I guess, to mm-hmm. kill. And great performance. Um, I loved seeing her go off the walls. Yeah, she's really great in it. Like, uh, I mean, honestly, like I had no idea it would be her when I mm-hmm. uh, when I watched the movie the first time as a kid. And it, and also like the real reveal, like I said, about her being uh, Billy's mom. I'm just like, whoa, what a like out of left field like twist. Yeah. Um, apparently, like they had a different ending uh, the first time because the script got leaked. Uh, in the 90s and they had to change the ending because apparently oh, it was going to be uh her roommate Sydney's roommate um that mm. dies and it was yeah. going to be it was going to be her boyfriend again oh um, wow <laughs> yeah I, <laughs> um but i think i mean i i don't know the motives between them um i i really don't know but like i kind of like this better yeah because um of course billy's mom has a really good excuse to kill but like um i like mickey's reasoning too like uh the whole he wants to do the trial like he he wants to get caught yeah he, he, he wants to be a famous murderer like ted bundy like mm-hmm. he wants to get famous off of that and i was like that's really like it's sick but like i i believe that someone would do that yeah 
like and it's also like the complete like 180 from billions too too which yeah I like. and it's uh it's one of those things too where it's kind of uh very um they, they do explore a similar idea in the in the later films but i think that's a very kind of uh ahead of its time like if that came if, if a movie if the thing is if, if, if movies did the same like kind of made the same statements that these movies were making now they'd be today they'd be considered very like like this is like very fresh you know it's so i i just love that it still feels fresh even though these movies are like tw- are almost 10 years old at this point you know 10 20 yeah. years old yeah i mean this movie was i mean all of them are like ahead of their time i think um mm-hmm. and yeah i don't know like everything about this one i think is just really sharp um it, it come like it's a big commentary like on sequels and like mm-hmm. um how of course they came back um also we need to talk about the opening scene like the opening scene's really good oh great opening sequence it's it's not as good as the one in the first movie but it's just it's i think it's it's equally as well done it's it's really damn good i think Mm -hmm. um there's only like one opening sequence in the series and i'm sure you can guess which one that i don't really like love but Mm -hmm. um this one i i love this one like it's really really good like uh i mean you want to talk about meta like they're at the Mm -hmm. premiere for the movie based on the first movie and then they get fucking killed at the showing Mm -hmm. um just I, I don't know, like, especially that one, the guy's death, like, when he, through the bathroom stall, like, his cheek just bleeds out, like, that's how he dies, like, that's so... Yeah, that was brutal, I was like, oh, I don't like that, because he literally, yeah, it... he's, like, got a hole in his cheek, Oh. The one that kills me, uh, kills, uh, but <laughs> the one that gets me is, like, uh, when Jada dies, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but, like, just how many, she gets stabbed a lot, like, yeah. in the movie theater. Uh, also, where the fuck like who what audience is this like that's going yeah. this fucking feral like for a movie yeah that's the thing is the only thing is like when people watch movies in these movies they're like whoa and i was like these are not this is not what watching movies is like <laughs> i um yeah even when i saw like avengers endgame it wasn't like that like, yeah I, <laughs> um yeah but i don't know like she had stepped a lot and also like when she climbs on stage to the screen and just like mm-hmm. wails in front of them yeah. her scream and like her then her like the shot of her body just like staring at the camera yeah so good dude yeah. I, I i i really love this opening i think it's a great opening mm-hmm. um yeah it just i don't know everything about it's really great um i'm trying to think there's i mean there's a lot of really great like deaths like sarah michelle geller's death like yeah the, um just a really i mean that's a very inconsequential death almost because she's not really <laughs> developed at all in that movie yeah she's but like the death is really good like mm-hmm. in the phone call yeah yeah um like the way it just throws her like when he throws her off the balcony um oh shit. yeah oh yeah and then the whole yeah with the yeah it's a it's a great sequence at the sorority house and yeah i i like i just i really liked it i thought it was like i they i thought it was like oh they did it again you know they got it they got another one you know? yeah and it's and very even... it's it's very much the sc- scream 2 is the borat 2 to to borat <laughs> yeah i wouldn't say it's better than the first one but it mm-hmm. it's a kind of a perfect sequel i think yeah they do a really great job um and also just one other death i thought the one the cop where he they they fucking impale him with the pole oh yeah that was that was good that was good there's another cop death later on that i thought was really gnarly oh oh yeah yeah. i don't i I know exactly what you're talking about um (laughs) yeah but i don't know man like the this one is just it's it's a great sequel It, it it's really funny genuinely really funny um emotional with randy's death i think and then yeah. also just really entertaining and terrifying i think it's even i would say this i think it's more scary than the first one i think it's scarier than the first one as well 
it might be the scare. Yeah, it's the scariest of the four. I would say, mm-hmm. like, it, it's I, I definitely cover my eyes the most during this one. Like, yeah. even though like the thing with uh, the dude in the bathroom at the beginning, like, even though it's not the most gory death in the franchise, there's something about it that I just can't yeah. watch when he gets stabbed. Yeah. Like, I it, it gets me every time. I don't know why. Well, because I think what gets me is that he's not dead. Like, he's 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 like bleeding out, but he's not dead. You know, he just gets stabbed, but he's still he has to basically live through the pain of being stabbed in the face. You know. Yeah, so it's like, ugh. and it's like also it's like because like when there's like there's like blood coming out. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, it's it's really uh, he's like just holding his cheek together, like almost like, to the floor. Like it, it's, it's it's grody, man. Yeah. Um, ugh. I mean, even like like I said, like being I think the one that I always cover my eyes with is like, like I said, the cop death, like when he gets in and like you can see, the thing that like the little detail that always bothers me in that scene. Mm-hmm. And when I say bothered, I mean, like it just grosses me out is like when he he dies, he's like he's dying. But his his hand with the gun is still like twitching. Yeah. And, oh. And then like it immediately follows like a really tense scene of Sydney having to crawl over Ghost's face to get out of the car. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that was great. That's oh a my great god. Sequence. So good. So fucking good, dude. I I I, I love this movie. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. So good. Yeah. Um. I mean, you have any final thoughts on Scream Two before we go to three? I final thoughts on Scream Two. Uh, I liked that Luke Wilson was in it. Um. Nice little cameo from him. Uh, great Luke Wilson cameo. Uh, all my <laughs> homies love Luke Wilson. Rock um, dog himself. <laughs> rock dog. <laughs> um, all right. So next we're going to go into Scream 3. Uh, everyone's favorite Scream mm-hmm. movie. Um, well, actually, you know, Joey, I'm, I'm curious. Like, what do you think of Scream 3? Because I, I think this movie ages uh, very peculiarly, like in the 2020. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious what you think. Um, I... So I know this is the the one that people don't like. Um, this is probably the weakest one, but I uh, still really enjoyed it. I thought this movie was a lot of fun. Uh, it okay. felt like I was watching a Marvel movie. I don't know. It's just <laughs> it's, it probably feels the least like a scream. Like it probably feels like the least screamish uh, than the other ones. And not all of the not to say the choices didn't work that they make. Uh, I just feel like some of the uh, the kind of because they're doing a lot here uh trying to make they're being kind of very satirical and i think this is the one that kind of approaches obnoxious with the satirical i don't think it necessarily completely nosedives i'd still say all in all i think it's a good movie um i really enjoyed it though uh i i, I do I, I don't think it is a i actually you know i was being a bit too harsh with my previous statement i don't think it gets to near the annoying at all i think it starts to um and i think not all of the kind of because it 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 the, the, this one it's weird it's obvious that the fourth one is a reboot when you watch them in order because this one very much feels like they were trying to end it, um and it kind of it goes for this kind of really big grandiose like finale and I would say I don't necessarily hate the finale, um it's pro- it's not great uh but it I think it's admirable I don't think they quite stick the landing but they could have if it was just a bit tighter of a film. Um, and I, the, the opening to this one's not, uh, is not my, is my probably my least favorite opening as well. Easily um, my least favorite. Yeah. Uh, but I also thought there was a lot of like, I, I thought aesthetically, I liked a lot of what the movie, like the kind of uh, slasher movie set at a movie studio is really fun. Um, and I thought there's, a, there's a lot of really fun kills in this movie as well. A lot of really uh, creative sequences. Um, there's a, uh, yeah, I thought it was a fun movie. I liked it a lot. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, and I, I get people don't like this one, but I do. So kill, sue me. I, I, I like this movie too. I don't 
I think you might like it more than me, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, I do enjoy it. I, I think this movie, it's the only movie in the series that's not written by Kevin Williamson, who is the screenwriter for the other three movies. Um, he didn't come back for this one, although Wes Craven did. And you can kind of tell... Well, first of all, let me actually give a fun fact out there. This movie had a completely different screenplay. Um, oh, really? Bef- like almost three weeks before production, which is crazy. Oh, jeez. Um, the original version of this movie was uh, apparently Shaggy uh, Stu was still alive after the first movie. Mm. And uh, with like a completely like burned face or whatever. And it, it was going to take place back in Woodsboro. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be, like, he's, like, the main suspect for killing starting again. But he's, like, how can I do it from, like, prison? Like, it, there, there's no possible way it's me. And by the end, because it's, like, kids getting killed again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it turns out that, like, it is him. But he's, like, leading a cult of Ghostface. Like, he, he's, like, a, almost like a, um, uh, uh, what's, who's the cult guy from uh, Manson? Uh, Charles <laughs> Manson. Like, he's almost like a Charles Manson in the movie. Oh, damn. Yeah, so that was the original screen. That could have been cool. That I think it could. I don't. I mean, it could have been cool. The reason they didn't do it is because um, Columbine happened. Oh geez, yeah. And they didn't want um, to have like a movie so soon about like teens getting murdered. Um, mm-hmm. So I mean, it's understandable why they yeah did it. So I think there's I think there's a way to do this movie the way they like with the same story, but they could have made it like tighter. They had like because it feels like a rough draft almost like adapted. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of my, cause like, I think the whole brother mother thing is kind yeah. of really rough. I don't think it mm-hmm. works. Yeah. That's what, I mean, I, I, I don't necessarily think that idea is bad. Um, that there, that she has a brother that is doing it. It's just completely like, I just don't think it's done very well. And it's not that the actor who played that I'm not a I didn't I wasn't a huge fan of his performance either and he's not in the movie very often so it's kind of like a like it's like the last that the sequence it's like they're telling us that we have to care about a character that we really just kind of getting to know yeah I don't think that it just doesn't work for me like yeah. I I don't think I think he's easily like my least favorite Ghostface killer throughout the franchise um yeah definitely um, I, was, I don't think his performance, like the actor, I don't think he gives a very good performance either. Like, yeah. like his entire thing at the end is not very compelling. Yeah, I was like, um, I was watching it. I was kind of he's giving his monologue about how this is the grand finale or whatever, and I was like, I don't really like give a shit right now. I'm like, you're not like he's just not really selling it. I'm sure he, maybe he's a good actor in other things. I've never seen him in anything else. So, but I I don't even know who he is honestly. I just mm. I don't like him in this movie. <laughs> um. I think there's some good stuff in here. I think some of um I, I think you you were describing like like the whole thing with like the set is pretty fun. I mm-hmm. think the Hollywood setting is pretty fun at times, although like it does push the button a little bit on the meta side, where mm-hmm. I, I was saying the first two movies don't become grading. Yeah. Um this one it it, it gets close. It it gets very close. Like there's a point in it where it's like it's like literally Jay and Silent Bob are in it and character. Yeah. I I was like I was like, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, let's let's stop. Like, it's too mm-hmm. much. Also, um, yeah, your movies age super well. There's so many Jay and Silent Bob fans around still. Yeah, I I think the the one I do like the cameo of uh, Carrie Fisher though. That's a really good cameo. I like that one. That was a good one. Yeah, because I mean she's just funny. Like she's funny in everything she's done. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I like that. There's like I think that's like the kind of everything with this movie. Like there's scenes I love and there's scenes I really don't like. Mm-hmm. Um. I think. 
I actually do like Sydney's story in this, even though I don't love the brother twist. Um, yeah. Like I, I like that her job being in this movie as being a crisis hotline person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I that, that just, was a nice addition. That just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like everything with like her mom, like her having like nightmares of her mother, is like kind of like, mm-hmm. eh. like in theory I like it, but like the, I don't know if it's just like the visuals that they have in that scene, but I don't really love that. I just don't like how it's done. Like the, I mean, the, everything with the mother, I really didn't. I thought was like this is not great. You know? Yeah, and like uh, like that she's uh, like like they're slut shaming her like around town and stuff, and it's like, yeah. I mean, I like again, it's like it could be cool, and it's not terrible, but it's just really not great. You know, well, it's like, like a, it's like a there's because like there's parts of it where it's like the thing where like they're literally showing her photos of like her going to motel rooms with mm-hmm. other men and i'm like okay this is stupid but then there's also a part of it where it's like they're talking to the uh, the producer is kind of like a weinstein kind of guy yeah and it's like okay this is actually kind of interesting like that they're mm-hmm. actually talking like they're taking down like hollywood people mm-hmm. um so yeah th- i mean there's like part again it's like this is every part of this movie has like mixed feelings for me like yeah. <laughs> there's stuff i like and stuff i don't like mm-hmm. um also, I think if we're gonna jump ahead a little bit, like the ending of the movie, like her the last shot of like her letting the door stay open is like mm-hmm. really a great final shot. Yeah, like, kind that's... of sweet ending to us here. I was like, oh, that's a nice ending. Kind of, yeah. I was expecting someone to pop out with like a, a knife at the end, but no, it's it's like, a beautiful oh, sweet ending. ending. <laughs> if it really ended there, like if there's no more movies, like I'd be like, that's even though this movie's rough, like mm-hmm. you earned it with the ending. The earn the ending was earned and sweet, mm-hmm. and I liked it. Um, and I think the deaths in this movie do kind of push it um I, I there's one in particular like with the house blowing up that is just stupid i think um yeah, I think it's like a cool idea that's the thing is like a lot of this movie is like a cool idea but it just doesn't they don't do it very great because i think the i mean like the actual like the who smells the gas first and then cutting to an explosion is is kind of cool it's just not done very well you know I don't think there's really any great depths in this movie at all. Like there's, there's like depths that don't annoy me. Like that's the best I could probably say. Like the only almost creative death I think is like the um, one towards the beginning where it's not even the death itself, but like the whole, like uh, the costumes of ghost face. And like, he's in, he's in the rack of like yeah. ghost faces. I think that's kind of cool. Um, but that's it. Like, I, I think everything else is just, it's kind of, I mean, this is notorious. Like, this movie was neutered down because of Columbine. Like, it wasn't only that they changed the script, but they even asked Wes Craven to tone down on the gore in this movie. Oh. Um, which kind of sucks. Um, but I, I, I don't have a lot to say about this one, actually. I just, I, I think it's a, because I can't even really talk about it being a finale because it's not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just kind of, it's almost like the bastard child of the Scream franchise, which it still fits in continuity like it's very clearly still canon Mm. it's just not it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah like it's it's not a close it doesn't close the book anymore and it's just still kind of i don't know like i i never really want to rewatch it like i yeah i I, mean i i definitely liked it more than you did then just by the way you're talking about it i thought it was still a fun movie and it's it's still got like the scream stuff i like you know it's weird it's kind of like a you know how you talk about Star Wars, where you're like, even if it's a bad Star Wars movie, it's still a Star Wars movie? Yeah. I was like, even if this is a bad Scream movie, it's still a Scream movie, you know? This really is the Rise of Skywalker, though. Yeah, this is, yeah, <laughs> that's true. And this is the Rise of Skywalker to, to this, to this, to the franchise. Yeah, I think, um, again, I don't dislike this movie. I think there's, there's still, like, enough good in it that I, I enjoy it. 
whenever I watch it. I think it's easily like the most playful of the, the, the like in the entire franchise. Yeah. Uh, well, eh, maybe four, but uh, this one it, it really it hinges a lot on the characters, which I admire, but I would admire it a lot more if the material was better. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like this is easily my least favorite of the four. Spoiler alert, I guess. Um, but still, I mean, it's still better than a lot of third horror movies in a franchise. Like I, it's I, the fact that this is the worst one. It's still kind of decent. That's saying something, I think. Um, mm. So, I mean, any final thoughts? Um, it was, uh, I, it was a big fun mess. Yeah. I, I, I kind of agree with that. It, it's fun, but it's, it's a, it's a fucking mess. So, yeah. It just watching this movie. I was like, I wish I could have seen this like in an audience with people just cause I feel like it would have, cause it does feel like you're watching a Marvel movie near the end. <laughs> I know the first two movies were really, um, like profitable, but I think this one like grossed easily the least, uh, the three at the time. Um, yeah. I don't really. I, I think the reviews are kind of like equal to what we're saying. I think it, they're all kind of like mixed to negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think the big thing is like you can just feel Kevin Williamson's screenplay yeah. missing in this movie, um, which is unfortunate. But luckily, he comes back for uh, here's the transition of the century. Scream mm-hmm. Four. He comes back for Scream Four. Um, so Joey, this is another one you had not seen. Yeah. Uh, not had spoiled for you, correct? You didn't know anything going into this one? I had this one falsely spoiled for me. I was told who the killer was in this one, and the person who I was told does not end up being the killer in this one. So, so were you told was the killer? I was told the big thing is that Sidney Prescott was the killer in this movie, and she's not. <laughs> so she's, no, she's not very clearly all. not. No. Yeah, I was like, about halfway through the film, I was like, man, it's not. It. I don't know if it's gonna be her because I was like, I was like, how are they gonna make it her? I don't understand. But by the end, I was like, it's probably. Who told you that? I just I, I saw it like on Twitter a long time ago, and I saw I literally remember seeing the uh, there was a gif and it was her taking the mask off, uh, and I so I was like, waiting for that scene and it never came, and I was like, okay. That's from the first movie. Uh no, but like the thing was that she looked older in the in the in the. The, the little gif it was like a current day her taking the mask off so it might have been something she did like for promotional stuff i don't know <laughs> um yeah i don't know this uh i i don't know so what did you think of this one like uh, uh going in fresh four is great i liked this a lot uh this is uh super fun adam said something to me beforehand uh before i watched it where he was like i don't know what they're gonna be able to do in the next one because they already do it in this, like everything they could do for a modern age, they already do here, and that is abundantly clear. This movie is so ahead of its time. This is such like a this movie is a, way more relevant today than it ever was when it came out, and it's I, I do think they'll struggle making another one because I don't know what they're like. I mean, as far like even the because I was gonna say they could update it for social media, but they even talk about how social media gets outdated quickly in this movie. So it's like everything that they <laughs> yeah. talk about, like they talk, like everything that they talk about in this movie is like pretty like for like, is like, they just do a great job kind of examining what a reboot is for the modern age. And I liked it a lot. Um, a lot of great characters, lots of really, uh, again, nice, really creative sequences. Um, super sharp script. I thought this was a really banging movie. Yeah, I um I love this one. I, I think this one is fantastic. I uh the I think I gotta talk about my history with this one before going into it because like I watched the original trilogy when I was twelve 
and preparation for the fourth one because like i i think i saw like a trailer for this and i was like oh, i should probably watch the scream movies and that's why i watched them um and then i spent like a year anticipating uh this one and the hype that i had watching scream 4 as like a uh i was 13 when i saw it and i saw it in theaters by the way um my i made my mom take me to go see it and um did she like it she did actually it's weird because she hadn't seen the other three she just mm-hmm. went into this one uh just completely blind uh she only kind of went to just uh take me <laughs> and um she like i mean she's like i'm not a horror person but she said it was kind of funny like mm-hmm. i i think she liked it um but yeah i don't know like this one like the whole year build up of anticipation for me and then like just the satisfaction of seeing it in a theater was so great and um i love this i think it holds up even better on rewatches like i kind of watch it every few years just because i'm just, i sometimes I get like in the mood to watch a screen movie hmm. and this one's really rewatchable like it has a great replay value I think. yeah um so like i mean i guess you're getting that from like the first time viewing like mm-hmm. was where would you like rank this in the series um this is i think my uh it's not my favorite one the first one's the best one and then yeah. I think I don't know whether I like the second one more or less. I don't know which one I like more, the second or the fourth. They're kind of tied for me. I I go back and forth because I don't think four is significantly better by any means than two, mm-hmm. but I think four has more interesting things to say. Um, yeah. And I I mean I the third act of four is just bananas and I yeah. love it. Um, so I think that's what kind of pushed me over the edge where I'm like, okay, I, I give the slight edge to four. Um, but I mean, two is great too. It's just, there's this, something this about is, four. That that's why I said there'd be a little debate. Cause I don't know where I, which one I like more. Um, I'm leaning towards the fourth one though. Cause the fourth one watching it, I was like, there were moments where I was like, it'd be really cool if they did this and then they do it. And I was like, yes, that's great. So <laughs> I think I just had a lot more fun watching the, the second one either the, for the fourth one rather. So but, the, I, I guess the big question here is, because I've, I've asked it for every movie so far, did you guess the killers in this one? Not at all, no. I did not. I thought it was going to be... Um, well, I thought it was Sydney. So well, I right. Didn't guess but that. like, <laughs> like once you got past that, like you didn't go to... Um, uh... I had a... I mean, the only inc- I mean, the only inkling that I had that it was... Um, I did not think it was... Uh, from, what is his name? Rudy? What is he? Charlie. Charlie. Or the, uh, the guy, the movie guy. Oh, Rory Culkin. Uh, yeah, I did not expect it to be him, and I was kind of sad that it was him because I liked him as a character. But I uh, just because I was like I just related to the incel struggle. But <laughs> I um I, I the only reason I thought it might be Emma Roberts is just because I know she's like a, like a, a she's a star, you know, and she was kind of on the up and up at the time. So I was like, oh, they might give her the like a bigger role than she has, but. Um, again, I thought it was Sidney Prescott the whole time. So. Well, the really clever thing that the marketing campaign for this movie did was kind of advertise Jill slash Emma Roberts as being the new like lead of the franchise going forward. And they were like promising like a, like a trilogy with Jill, you know? Oh, wow. And I was just like, that was such a great throw off to get in the theater. And then like, nope, she's the killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, I think, I, I won't say they have a better motive than Billy and Stu. But her motive is so good. Yeah. Um, it, I, dude, I love this ending so much. Um, actually, let's go to, let's start at the beginning first, actually, because I think the opening of this movie is killer. Like, uh, yeah. 
Uh, like the fake outs, like with the, uh, did with you see the, that coming like, at all? No, I didn't. I saw the first one come, like the initially, but then they do it like two or three more times and I didn't see those coming. Well, the first one's great because like you, you can feel something's a little bit off in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially like the, the first time he like kills that one girl Yeah. and there's like two ghost faces immediately and you're like, okay, like what's, mm-hmm. what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> and like the hard cut to like stab but mm-hmm. I mean, the second fake out is just amazing when it's like uh, Anna Paquin and uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I forgot the other girl's name, but um, she just the way she like st- did you see that coming at all? Like her just stabbing? No, I didn't. I mean, I like right before it happened, I was like, she's gonna get stabbed, and then she got stabbed. But like during the scene, I didn't think that was gonna happen. <laughs> I didn't think that was gonna happen generally. <laughs> it's so good. Um, and then like the second like cut to stab is like just i remember the audience i saw it with the first time just they, they were clapping like every time <laughs> it happened it was so fun um and i i think i was even like as the third one was happening i was like this is this real or not like i i don't know mm-hmm. like i i didn't know if this was true but like when i started talking about like the real woodsboro mm-hmm. i was like okay this is probably true and i i think the like that like the kills are kind of like not shocking like the other opening kills are yeah but it works because of the whole meta factor beforehand i think mm-hmm. um although i gotta say the uh the country uh, title card is really good yeah really really killer mm-hmm. um so like how did you feel about like returning the characters like how did you think they did with the og characters in this one um i thought they did a really good job um my yeah i thought um you know it's nice to see dewey i like i mean i like dewey and gail it was so it was nice to see them together um, and kind of they've got the, uh, the like, a bit of a love triangle going on, so that was really fun. Yeah, with Deputy watch. Judy. Yeah, with Deputy Judy, and um, you know, uh, Nev Campbell killing it as always. Wrote a book. Um, I. Uh, are there any other characters who return in this one? No, it's just that. The, yeah, the three, well, yeah. Well, then I thought they were really. I, I mean, I thought they. Were, I was like really happy to see all of them together again, and I thought a lot of the new characters they introduced were good. My only the one guy who has the camera on him at all times is like a little dated just because it's the tech looks like fake like the kind of like the like the equipment he has looks kind of stupid but actually if anything that is make because streaming is the most popular thing in the world right now so it was if they just tweaked it a little bit it would have been incredibly like ahead of its time you know that um i i because that character I like how, like, a lot of these characters are kind of, like, archetypes for, like, the original, like, characters. Mm-hmm. Like, he was kind of poised to be the new Randy. But no, he just dies. Like, it's, yeah. like, all these characters that were set up to be the new somebody mm-hmm. were just nobody, like, by the yeah. end. And I I love that. Um, Yeah, I think uh, the way they bring everybody back is really good. I think, actually, even more compelling than Sydney in this movie is Gail. Like, I like her character mm-hmm. arc in this movie a lot. Like, between like having writers block and then like having to go like on an investigation to solve Ghostface yeah. again, and then her husband's keeping her out of the police investigation. I think um you brought it up earlier, but like the uh, the love triangle I think is really funny. And, yeah. Like uh, <laughs> I don't know why it kills me every time, but which is like your lemon squares they taste like ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, "Can you tell Betty Crocker that I wrote the book on this?" <laughs> I, I I love their like weird relationship with each other, like her and uh, Deputy Judy. Yeah. And um, de- whoever plays Deputy Judy, I forgot her name in her life, but like, um, really funny performance, like just yeah. weirdly funny. And like that's the character you would think would like die first, mm-hmm. but like she die she doesn't die. Like, 
she almost does. She gets shot at the end, but she's got to like, well, she, she, like, I remember when I first saw it, and, like, the audience was, like, laughing their asses off when she, like, pops up at the end. Mm-hmm. And, and then, like, Gail's like, you're still alive? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just really funny, like, the way they do a lot of this. Um, yeah. One of my favorite new characters in this movie was uh, Kirby. Um, yeah, she was great. Yeah, I, there's still speculation on whether or not she died, because at, when you they cut away from her, her body's still moving. Like, oh, really? Well, like, he just stabs her in the stomach and then walks away. And she's, like, still, like, making noise and, like, holding her wound. And then just mm-hmm. cuts away. So I think very clearly, like, you could have had, like, a paramedic get there when Dewey did. Bring Kirby back. Hashtag bring, release the Kirby cut of uh, Scream 5. There's rumors that she's going to be in Scream 5, but it's not completely confirmed yet. Um... But yeah, I, I loved her character a lot. She adds a lot of comedic relief. And it's funny, like, because, like, I think Robbie was kind of, uh, what, which is, like, the, the recording guy. He was kind of poised to be the new Randy. But I feel like uh, Kirby really was new Randy in this movie. Yeah, and I, I think it's fun. I mean, obviously, it's like, a, you know, a reboot when they kind of, I, I actually love that they did that, where they kind of introduce these new characters like these are the new i i didn't realize that that they had posed this as a, as a reboot with a trilogy following it that's super super i if i if i was like intent like a because i'm what was i like 10 when this came out but if i was like uh an adult uh person uh like an adult man human being you know like a human there's a dog plus pod reference uh, if you guys <laughs> listen to that episode check it out on the dog plus pod channel um yeah great episode but uh, yeah, it was a really fun episode. But like when they, uh, if I was like my age when this came out, I would have thought that was the coolest thing in the world that they did that. Well, yeah, because like a lot of um, mm-hmm. every time like because Emma Roberts would go on like every talk show, like they wouldn't uh-huh. even send Nev Campbell or anything on to do the talk show. That's so that's so good. That's so smart that they did that. That I I would that makes the movie even better for me. Like I wish I could have watched it knowing that. Uh, I'll, well, I'll, I, pro- I'll try to rewatch it knowing that and see if it gets better. It, it does. It's it's a really good reveal at that point. And I, I remember like people on the message board because I remember. Do you remember IMDb IMDb message boards like back I in the day? Like yeah. I remember I was on the Scream Four message board like every day. And like closer to release, people were like, I think it might be Jill. Like, and I was and people were like, No, it's I. Like she's the new lead. Like it's not gonna be her. Like it's just it was so cool the way they did it. Um, I think a lot of people were expecting it to be both Charlie and Robbie. Um. I don't really know who I was anticipating to be the killer. Um, I think, yeah, I really don't know. Cause like the boyfriend, just like in the original movie, like she's, he's kind of like, uh, he, he's intentionally the red herring just to subvert it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, in retrospect, it's kind of cool to like, see it's like Jill was purposely fucking with him to make it seem like he's a red herring. Like she's mad at him, but for fake reasons, just to mm-hmm. make it seem like, he was uh he was guilty of all these things and yeah, also honestly the, the, the fake out text the other that invites into the party hmm. which uh yeah that's it, it's really good um and then also like just the whole uh that entire sequence where like she like when she shoots from the dick too like yeah it's, i was like oh <laughs> <laughs> um it's really fun the way they do that and also like the entire um i guess we talk about like the motive like the motive is really good like it's about clout basically like, yeah they're cloud chasers <laughs> I, I love i love that about this movie what does she say um, she says i don't need friends i need followers or something like that yeah i don't need friends i need followers i'm like who reads a book anymore like <laughs> yeah it's really good and emma roberts really good in the role like she does a really good job in both like before you know she's a killer and after 
like the transition of character is like really mm-hmm. really uh impressive in this movie i think well and then i love too that they because they really do make it seem like they're passing the torch to her you know because there's that sequence where she sits down with nev campbell and she's talking they're kind of relating to one another and then nev campbell's like you're a good person and so that's actually the, i'm making the more i think about it i'm like oh that was a really really great marketing tactic well and then it just it makes i mean it makes it so funny in retrospect like when you know the ending because like the entire ending is literally jill trying to become sydney <laughs> like yeah. um he's she's like i forgot what she says exactly but she's like it's never it's never been about killing you it's because it's about becoming you yeah like no one uh works for a living anymore like it's just about having fucked up shit happening to you mm-hmm. and i'm like jesus christ like this movie is so ahead of its time it, it's yeah like, like, like i said if it came out today it would be so if, the, if all three of these i mean take the third one out but if the if the if the, if the first one the second one and the fourth one came out today they would still be considered ahead of their time yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Like, this one in particular, I, I love. And then also, like, you, you brought it up when we were texting, but Charlie, um, Mr. Incel, uh, <laughs> he, it, that's just so believable to me that, like, he was baited so easily by Jill mm-hmm. to, like, do all these things. And then just to have him be the new stew. Like, yeah. And then he, she just fucking kills him. Like, mm-hmm. that's that hasn't been done in any of the other screen movies. Like, the killer killing the other killer by, like, using them like that's so fun to me um yeah i don't know i i really liked his addition to the movie and honestly the entire third act i just love like especially yeah. like her injuring herself like mm-hmm. oh yeah that's a great sequence <laughs> um i i think the like just he like well it just escalates so perfectly like her like using his hand to pull her hair out yeah and like her running into like the mirror and the wall and yeah, stabbing, her stabbing herself yeah I think the the best one is like when she just like fucking falls back onto the glass table. Yeah, when she falls, and then when she slams her head into the mirror. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, I, I love maybe my favorite shot of the entire franchise is the shot of her like lining herself up to lay next to Sydney. Yeah, and, and like, then she adjusts her hand. Yeah, that was a great yeah, shot. Yeah, oh, dude, mm-hmm. so fucking good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Is this movie? I mean, I, I we I think you agree with me, but there's just so many just like really just simple like just like i'm like i can't believe nobody has done this yet because it's just so well done. it's just like it's like it, it almost seems obvious you know it's just these like very simple perfectly executed horror moments you know yeah yeah i mean this one i think it has a lot of great deaths i mean i think the one you were talking about with the cop death where you're talking about Anthony, oh, yeah. uh, oh, Anderson. Oh, oh, when he gets stabbed in the head oh and he's still alive and he stands up oh oh, oh. The, and then the blood's like oozing out of his head yeah oh yeah and he puts his hand oh, oh. yeah oh, that's a that's a brutal one and he like he loses his vision too like it's like yeah. oh dude oh jesus yeah it, it's a i mean it's like a funny death but it's also like brutal like it's funny and brutal all at once like i don't yeah. know i mean that um, horror, again the horror comedy the great horror comedy <laughs> um i think the one that i really like the death uh is their neighbor olivia like when she dies oh yeah when he's across the street <laughs> yeah um just like the whole like uh because you think the ghost face is in like uh jill's closet and like mm-hmm. he's like i never said your, your closet and like he's just across the street or uh, like in the next door neighbor's house mm-hmm. and he just fucking murders her before sydney can even get inside Mm-hmm. and it's just it's really oh my god it's just so clever the way they do it um yeah, yeah. and also i think the ghost face calls in this movie are like the best they've ever been mm-hmm. yeah these are really good yeah they're really creepy um especially the one like that uh 
Sydney gets like later on about like her mom and like her past and like 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 don't you know that every time you go to a town like people die like why don't you just like stop like yeah it's really like sad and like Mm -hmm. at a certain point um I'm trying to think if there's I mean did you think that Gail was gonna die at a certain point like at the end like with uh when she's in the barn like infiltrating the place and Gus just attacks her well when she got stabbed I was like no I got I was like no don't do that (laughs) I was like don't do that to her uh, well, that's how all the trailers ended. I was really ended. glad that she was alive, so. Well, that's how, like, all the trailers ended when the it was being marketed, because it ended with, like, uh, like go ahead if you have the guts. And then it ended with, like, Gus was, like, like slamming down the knife. And then, like, he cut to, like, the release date. And I'm like, holy shit, if they killed Gale. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, like, none of the main three die, again. Like, it's, it, if anything, they're the only ones that live. Like, mm-hmm. everyone, they kill the entire new cast. That's such like, a great thing to do in a reboot it's just and they introduce all of these characters and set them up and they and kill them all yeah <laughs> that's, that's so funny dude that again that's why i love this movie is because yeah. like it, it it goes i mean it, i'll say this mark- one's better than the second one i'm gonna give it <laughs> <laughs> no, i mean the i mean that's the brilliance of it because like the marketing like i said earlier like hyping jill up to be the new lead of the franchise moving forward and then just like fucking subverting it and like it, that's even like what the entire like ending of the hospital is about like when she says like don't fuck with the original like mm-hmm. it's about like how much they want to like how studios want to make new entries in franchises but completely like wash over the original characters and this is just a movie that says no fuck that like that's not happening <laughs> like mm-hmm. they they literally kill the next generation before they can do yeah. it and it's just fun like i love the way they do it um also like being just the entire hospital side piece is really fun like mm-hmm. um maybe a little bit unbelievable like the way it operates but yeah it's still fun regardless i thought like, it was a really fun sequence it, it uh, really I... it's great absolutely kick-ass uh nev campbell moment at the end when she when the clear i literally was like hell yeah when she did that <laughs> yeah dude i dude like when she does that and also like when jill tries to like choke her out on the bed and mm-hmm. like um she like like fucking puts her thumbs in her eyes yeah and then she fucking slams her head on the table yeah it was awesome dude oh my god like mm-hmm. also like the final like shot to the chest and just yeah I think that that's a perfect final shot of like just her lifeless corpse, mm-hmm. but also like she got what she wanted. The media is talking about her. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, um, cause that's before the media knows that it's Jill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're talking about her as if like, she's a hero. Yeah. And it's like, holy shit. Like they, she got what she wanted. She got yeah. her like 10 seconds of fame. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, dude. Like I, I love this movie. I think there's like genuinely, like you could do a video essay on this movie. I think. Like, yeah, it's about, a really great movie. I uh, the more we talk about it, the more I like it. I, I genuinely, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, but like, I don't know what you do in five. Like, I don't. Yeah, know no, I absolutely know. have no. The only thing I could think is that if they make it, like, an, because I mean, they already do the internet thing though, and they already do like the, because fa- the only thing I could think is if they, like, really like make it from like that ghost face is like an audience member, like who like is like a fan of somebody, or I don't, because you could do kind of like an internet fan base type thing where like a crazed fan does something because of like like youtubers and stuff but i can't like i don't think anybody wants to see like a go a ghost face tiktok you know <laughs> yeah i i think because i mean this one takes i mean five takes place in woodsboro again which is mm-hmm. that's been confirmed and is and... uh you writing it or is it new writers new writers um so it's uh, that gives me I'm, I'm not against the movie by any means but i am i'm a little bit like oh yeah so. i'm a bit hesitant as well 
but but then again, Ready or Not was really good. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a, I have hope. Like I'm not pessimistic. I'm not going in like oh here we go. Like let's see them ruin the franchise. Mm-hmm. Like I I have I'm, I have very little doubt that it'll be good at the very least. Like they yeah. they did such a good job with Ready or Not that I'm inclined to believe them. And uh, even and I think Nev them, Cam- uh, yeah them coming back I think is a good sign as well. Well Nev Campbell she was she did like a lot of interviews for it like recently like she said I was she's like I was really hesitant to come back because Wes Craven died. And this was his baby. Like, there's a reason why he came back for all four movies, you know? Yeah. Like, most horror sequels, they don't get back the OG director. They just get, like, a cheaper dude, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just they, It's usually, like, a studio product. But, like, Wes did every Scream movie. He, he did was, all four of them. Yeah. And he heavily produced them, too. Like, he was a big part of the, like, pre, post, like, everything, you know? Um, and she said, like, I was really, like, of the assumption that we wouldn't do another Scream because Wes died. And... But she said, like, these guys, like, they apparently they, they wrote her, like, a three-page letter about, like, how much Scream impacted them as, like, and that's mm-hmm. why they make movies. Oh, wow. And she said it was such a heartwarming letter that I signed on because she trusted them as, like, fans to do it right. Oh, wow, that's super. I mean, that's a really good sign, man. <laughs> yeah, she's, and, like, apparently, like, it took her, like, months to sign on, but, like, it took that letter to, for them to do it. Damn. Um, but, yeah, apparently, like, uh, I mean, like, Courtney Cox coming back, David Arquette's coming back. Um, this cast is actually really good in, uh, in Scream. Um, let me look at it. Um, yeah, uh, Melissa Barrera, who's going to be in the, in the Heights movie coming out soon. Um, she's, she's like the new lead apparently. (laughs) Um, and Jack Quaid, who's in the boys, uh, he's in it. Uh, Dylan Minnette of 13 Reasons Why fame. Hey. Yeah, he's, uh. Do you know that his role in... Prisoners was almost Timothy Chalamet. I did know that. I I think you sent me that tweet actually. I think. <laughs> oh no, I think so, you sent it to me and Hallie. Yeah, that's it. So um, there's a there's an alternate timeline where Timothy Chalamet is in Thirteen Reasons Why. <laughs> I like that. Also, because he got he got Thirteen Reasons Why like right after Prisoners came out, so it's not without the realm of possibility to uh, to say that if Timothy Chalamet was in Prisoners, he would have also been poised to be in Thirteen Reasons Why. So. Wait, I I just came across something that I didn't know. Uh, it's not a huge deal, but um, like remember, poop? remember the guy from uh, Booksmart, uh, Amy's love interest that ended up like kissing the other girl. Yeah, his name's Mason Gooding in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, he he he's a uh, he's in Scream Five first of all, which I'm excited about because he he was really good in Booksmart. Yeah, but I did not know that he was Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. What? Yeah, oh my God, he looks just like him. Yeah, yeah I'm like looking. I was like looking at him on Google Images. And I'm like, wait, that's Cuba Gooding's son. Um, Damn. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> that was a that was a twist. I I didn't see that coming. That's a um, scream twist. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a scream moment. Um. A, oh well, but in Scream Five, a I, scream moment. Uh, Judy Hicks is coming back in Five. So. Oh, awesome. So um, it should be. I mean, I'm I'm optimistic. I I really hope they do it well. Um, I don't know where they're gonna go with it. Um, it seems the only thing that I know about it, which I think is kind of uh, sweet, is that Dylan Minnette's character, his name's Wes, as in Wes Craven. Okay. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I could see him. He's kind of like a nerdy, like actor. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he's gonna be like kind of the new Randy, maybe. Um, 
I would be cool with that if he could like maybe be in the sequels moving forward. Um, but who knows? Um, I'm really excited. Also, the girl from uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, like the really weird cult girl. Um, no, 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 the other one, like uh, the one at the end that like it's. Uh, oh, okay. Like torch, oh, she's yeah. she's great. <laughs> the one that fall like the Leo kills with the torch. Mm-hmm. She's in it. Oh, she's great. Yeah, so it, it's a very stacked young cast. Like, it's very clearly going to have a lot of high school shit in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm excited. I hope it goes well. Um, so, buddy, I think that does it. That's uh that's our scream episode. Uh, that's our scrap episode. So, do you uh did you uh like your little viewing of these movies this past weekend? Um, I had a ball with them. I really really enjoyed them. I haven't had as much fun prepping for a podcast. Uh, the Paul Thomas Anderson one. <laughs> um, and we're less angry at each other this time, so that's uh, that's always good. That's always a good thing. <laughs> uh, so where can everyone find you online? You can find me at Joseph underscore Salamone on most platforms, and um, if you check the uh, Aggressively OK Productions YouTube channel, this Halloween um, we will be dropping dropping a trailer for our newest film spike so be sure to check that one out whenever it will it'll be it'll be a really cool trailer um yeah i can confirm this is an exclusive this is a jimmy kimmel live exclusive marvel trailer <laughs> um we're announcing it here um yeah i've uh, i have not seen the trailer yet but i saw the unreleased poster looks really good i've seen some stuff from the movie uh i'm an ep on the movie so i, mm-hmm. I got a first look uh huh. I signed a first look deal with the OK Productions. Um, yeah, Your armory of Menunos. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yep, that's exactly who I am. Um, so, yeah, check that out on, on uh, Saturday. That's Halloween? Yeah. So uh, Halloween Saturday. Is, is Saturday, yep. yep seven so. days from today. Yep. Not seven days from today. That's not great math at that, all. That's not, that's really bad. <laughs> Are you that's okay, like, Joey? Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm having a tough time. No, that's, how many <laughs> days is that? That's three um, days. Oh, shit. Okay, it'll be ready by then. Joey's the Joey's on the bottle again, guys. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so you guys can follow me on Twitter at Adam underscore not Sandler, um, Letterbox at Adam not Sandler, and you can also listen to my other podcasts, Lino Cannon. Uh, we did a whole Halloween month. We did Scream earlier this month. Um, we did Tower of Terror, uh, Scoobert Dubert one and <laughs> two. Uh, really fun episodes. Uh, really really good time um and then also we're gonna be doing cars next week so that's <laughs> what better way to top off the election with uh, than cars um so you know what gamers until next time uh keep quarantining keep uh keep being meta keep being goofy keep yeah. uh, subverting your own genre mm-hmm. until next time bye-bye bye, bye.